All right, we are live. We have Marshall here. Marshall, what's going on, man? How's it well, going? It, uh, it's fantastic. I live in Arizona, and it's 102 degrees outside, but about <laughs> 65 in my office. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so as as hot as that is, and just you know, this it's just been a crazy, crazy year. So, you're here to help us move past disaster. Is that what you're here for? I am. And you've come to the right spot because I just wrote a book on that. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you, sir. He is here. And that's what we're doing here on this episode, this very crucial episode of The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, I am in the building here with Marshall, and we had uh, a very incredible, just a nice little talk beforehand, and I am so excited to get him on here because of just where we are in this world right now in 2020. It's just been a crazy, crazy year. And before we dive in, I, I wanted to really kind of restate what he said earlier. I'm sure he will. But before we even get to that, just tell us, first of all, who you are personally and then professionally. Yeah, sure. So my name is Marshall Atkinson. I live in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, moved out here a couple of years ago. I have a wife, Jody, and son, Jack. Uh, my wife is downstairs in our living room doing customer service for a company. And my son is in 11th grade. He's doing his fall break right now. So I'm sure he's killing people on Call of Duty. But, uh, <laughs> normally he would be in his bedroom uh, doing school. So we're all in our little pandemic castle right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all are in. For the, I think for the first time in, in the entire world that we can all relate, right? Right. right. <laughs> Which is right. an amazing thing to say. Um, so tell us right now, what's your, what is your current project here on the Authority Project? Yeah, so I have a new book called Moving Past Disaster. It was released in May. And uh, I wrote this book uh, primarily because I saw a need because this country screeched to a halt. And uh, I and nobody was prepared for it. And let's be honest, that that's true for you and probably a lot of people. And so people lost their jobs. They lost their clients and customers. Uh, their, uh, their whole business may be irrelevant right now because maybe they were event-based or they were sports-based or they were uh, all about travel. I mean, who knows, right? And then what's happened is, Everything has changed, and we have to get ready for what I'm calling the next normal, not the new normal, the next normal. Mm -hmm. And we have to put aside the golden oldie days of back in March of this year <laughs> because that time is never going to happen again. And uh, what's interesting is that, you know, we were, we've been talking about in different industries, we've been talking about the retail apocalypse 
for years how malls are struggling and all that kind of stuff because everything is moving online. Well, guess what? The pandemic was a warp speed time jump 10 years in the future. And if your business relied on foot traffic, if your business relied on actual meeting face to face with people or whatever, you, you've got a rude awakening that nobody wants to shop like that anymore, right? And so how are we adjusting? So the, the book I wrote, Moving Past Disaster, is written for any business. And what it's about is really understanding that um, you need to change and adapt to how you do things. And um, I'm a big fan of quotes. And there's a great quote that Wayne Gretzky, uh, you know, who's a famous hockey player, once said, which is, you know, good hockey players skate where the puck is. Great hockey players skate where the puck is going to be. Mm. And, and moving past disaster is all about understanding that your future is out there somewhere and you have to do some things and some exercises to understand how to pivot and how to change to bring to meet where that puck is going to be. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I um, great stuff so far. I love it. <laughs> you can tell he's a pro already, guys. All right. So we're, we're, we are we are in for a treat today. So tell us, first of all, like tell us where, where your journey begins. I, I know I've been to a couple of sites of you know, your sites here and I see T-shirts. I see apparel. Tell us a little yeah. more about where your journey well, began first. Yeah, well, I'm, I've been in the Deckard apparel business since 1993. I started my own uh, T-shirt business when I was working on my graduate degree. Uh, I was working my master's degree in architecture. And that mm-hmm. didn't. I never finished that, but I fell in love in the T-shirt business doing that. I became mm-hmm. an art director, and I worked in that industry uh, for years and years and years. And uh, so that's kind of what I know and what I do. Uh, and I'm a business consultant in that field. So I have two businesses. I do one-on-one coaching with uh, uh, t-shirt printers and embroiderers and, and, and people do the promo distributors, people that make their living selling decorate apparel. That's kind of what I do during the day job. I also have another company called Shirt Lab, which is a uh, community that's uh, that services these folks. But uh, I've been I've been teaching. I've been uh, uh, doing a lot of podcasts. I've been writing. I've been writing a blog uh, every single Saturday since 2010. Uh, I do a lot of stuff on YouTube. I actually have three shows using the Streamyard app that you're mm-hmm. using here, right? Yeah. I, I'm a I have a podcast. I, I have a lot going on, right? But. I know that the things that I've learned throughout my career can help anyone because they're all about discovering the solutions to problems. And I first started looking at different ways of looking at things back when I was an art director because I had to think of the coolest T-shirt you've ever seen, you know, (laughs) a dozen times a day, right? So how do you get inspired because – you know, day after day after day after day, you're trying to think of something really interesting and cool that somebody's going to buy. Right. Uh, after a while, you just flat out run out of ideas, right? So I had to like, how do I train my brain to think more creatively? So moving past disaster is using those mental tools and unlock all these different things that I've used forever for you, Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner, that you can take these same ideas and come up with new ideas to understand what you need to be thinking about 
and then we're we're going to uh, rewrite your business plan and uh, based on the fabulous ideas that we're going to pull out of it. And so I have a lot of little mini lessons and worksheets in the book that people do to kind of unwrap this kind of stuff. That sounds incredible. That sounds yeah. amazing, man. So th- let's let's talk about this pandemic. Yeah. Um, lots of big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, does. it really does. Um, right. And lots, lots of businesses have been forced to shut down. And yeah. I was reading just today about a bar here in Boston that they were, they were, you know, for 22 years, they were open for 22 years and they had to say, you know what, we can't stay, we cannot survive any longer. Right. Um, to, as is. So they never figured out how to pivot. So right. tell, well, for, tell, tell us first of all, how, how do we survive in this, in this area where, well, there's what well, I opened the book with the thing called the beginner's mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to think of an apple. Okay. Have you ever eaten an apple before? Yes. The other day. Today. Okay. Yeah. I love apples. Right. <laughs> My favorite is honey crisp. Right. Me too. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Right. So, yeah. so I want you to think of an apple. So if we approach our life and our business as of eating an apple. So mm-hmm. when I said eat an apple, your brain immediately started thinking about the tartness of an apple. You're probably saliva glands started like foaming up and you're thinking about that and Mm -hmm. your mouth started watering a little bit maybe because you know what it's like to eat an apple and the crisp, the, 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 the biting into the skin and have the juice drip down your chin and all that. Right. You, you, you get that, right. That mental picture. Yes. Have you ever been disappointed when you bit into an apple and it was kind of mushy or it was like way too tart, like a granny Smith or it just really didn't have any flavor to it. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. The, the reason why we have that reaction is because we're bringing to the picture of eating an apple all of the other apples that we've eaten. We're not enjoying that apple for what it is right here in front of us mm-hmm. because we bring to that page only our, our whole journey or every apple we've ever eaten. We're not enjoying the apple that's in front of us. So what happens is it leads to disappointment. It leads to regret. It leads to a lot of problems. And I think a lot of business owners have the same mentality where they're stuck in the rut of what used to be, right? It's like we can only bite this one apple and that's it. So, for example, this bar, all they could think about is the fact that, you know, we can't survive as a bar. And so we're just going to close down, right? But what else could they do? And one thing that I'll tell you sometimes is because of the labels that we give ourselves, Right. So I think of myself as a bar owner, not a businessman Mm. or woman. I don't know who owned the bar. Right. We only think of that one thing and there's no way that we can escape the label. So we can't do anything else. Right. So what else could we use that space for in the meantime? Or what could we do? Could we could we do something differently? Could we do something with delivery? Could we? I don't know. Right. So I don't know these people's talents or what, what you know, their neighborhood or anything, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know any of those facts. But what we want to be able to do is rethink and kind of come up with some different ideas. Now, this bar, right, probably has a giant list of loyal customers. Hopefully, they have a mailing list. Yeah. You know? Hopefully, they sold merch. Maybe they have an online store. Maybe they could have been doing something, right, instead of just selling alcohol, yeah. Maybe they could have pivoted and done something differently, right? Yeah. 
So it's like one of these things where uh, we have to bite a new apple and just enjoy what it is right here in front of us and learn from that and understand that I can take small little steps and I can adjust my business. And that way I can succeed because I'm moving forward with a new direction. I'm going where the puck is going to be. Right. Does that make right. sense? I yeah. use a lot of metaphors and sometimes, <laughs> but yeah. you know what I'm saying, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, I, I love, I love how you put that. Uh, so my, my next question then is how do people recognize where to pivot specifically? How do they, how do they, and then on top of that, how do they begin to make that shift? When this, well, when, when this is all they've ever known how to do. Yeah. Because it's always well, successful. Well, first off, we have to, you know, hopefully the boundary block, right? But, but <laughs> I can give I can give you some tips. Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to analyze where you are, right? right? We have to understand where we are right this second now, with the good and the bad, right? So maybe uh, the good is that you have a lot of loyal customers, you've got some products you can sell, you've got some really positive, super positive things going on, right? What's the negative? The negative is that we're losing, we're, we can't get foot traffic, or we have a, a large account receivable problem, or we've maybe got some legal issues, or whatever. I mean, I don't know, you know, whatever your issues are. Right. We have to face them, yeah. right? We can't ignore them; they're not going to go away. So we have to address the good and the bad, and kind of take a snapshot of where we are, and then we have to think using some different ideas. Does this even make sense? Right. What else can we do? For example, you know, um, do we even need employees? Mm. Okay. Think about companies right now who don't have their own employees. Yeah. Uber. Yeah. Right. No employees. Airbnb. Right. They have employees, but they don't have locations. Right. So what could we do to just kind of turn things on our head and stay in the same industry? Because you understand a lot about it. You know, right now, everybody's discovering they can work from home, right? I'm coming to you live from a spare bedroom, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is where my office is. Right. You know, before I was in a co-working space because I liked the idea yeah. of going to work. I don't go to work anymore. I go up a flight of stairs, right? <laughs> and, and so uh, what I've learned is I don't need to pay those people $500 a month, exactly. right? Yeah. I guess what that is called? That's called profit right now. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah. like, we can do things differently. So uh, in the book, I have an illustration called uh, the four perspectives. Do you want to hear that, what that is? Yes, please. Go ahead. Okay. The four perspectives. There are four personalities that you need in your business. These are, uh, I want you to think of these as employees that you never have to pay. Okay. Okay. So the four, pers uh, the four perspectives is one of an explorer, one of an artist, one as a judge, and one as a warrior. Have you ever heard of this before? No. Okay. No. So the explorer is the person who maps out the journey that you want to go on. Okay. So let's take, for example, your business. You want to go on a journey. You want to plant the flag on the mountain in the industry that you're in, whatever that is. Okay, it's from here to there. Okay, the explorer is going to map out what that means. Okay, what does that mean? And also map out where are the danger zones? Where's the quicksand? What do we need to avoid? The explorer kind of maps that out for you. So you need to really think about where you want to go, yeah. right? So uh, in, in anybody that's, that is watching right now, where do you want to go with your business, right? What does it, what is, 
what do you want to be able to do, right? And let's just set it like in a two-year, 24-month goal, right? What do you want to be able to be 24 months from now? Right, that's the flag you're planting on top of the mountain. Now, right? now, you, now you're not you're not just focusing on like monetary goals. You're talking about it could be any goal. It could okay. be reestablishing your business. It could be financial. It could be I want to develop a new product. It could be whatever it is. Right, okay. it doesn't matter. And for because there's not somebody in front of me, I can't ask them questions about right. what they want to do. So we're going to be very ambiguous right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's really about your journey, where you want to go, right? Yeah. So it, we want to know where the good and the bad of that journey are so we can do some stuff to get there and avoid the problems at the same time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So put it this way. Think about if you were going to drive a car and you're in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. And you wanted to go to San Francisco for some reason on a car trip. Right. Would you just get in your car and start driving west or would you use a map? Right. Um, Definitely. um, Would you use some GPS? GPS. Yeah. (laughs) You would just start driving west. Right. Right, And just hope you get there. It's got to be a blueprint. Yeah. So the Explorer kind of maps out what you want to do. Right. And and maybe some benchmarks and some things to avoid along the way. right? Right. So if we're driving our car, we would go, hey, I think I can drive this far and then I have to stop for the night. So I'm going to need a hotel. Right. That's kind of what I'm talking about. Right. The next perspective is that of the artist. Now, the artist here isn't, you know, the painter or a sculptor or anything. The artist is going to create the things that you need to assist uh, the explorer for the journey. So the artist creates the processes, the assets, a website, uh, creates the products, creates all the stuff. So the artist is the one that's going to have to create this stuff. So what do you need created to build this thing, Mm -hmm. right? Do you need processes? Do you need a new logo? Do you need a systems? Do you need a training manual? Do you need a whatever? The artist is going to create all this stuff, right? So that's the perspective of what do you need to create to get to where you want to go on your journey? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, the next perspective is right. that of a judge. And what do judges do? Judge? <laughs> so, exactly. Well, they evaluate. Yes, right? yes. Right? Instead make, of make, make guilty or innocent, what yeah. we want to know is pass or fail, right? right? Did you do a good job or not? What does success look like? And for a judge, what we need more than anything are numbers, are the data, right? So we have to have data. Remember the old axiom, you can't manage what you don't measure. Yeah. Okay. So what are, what does success look like? You know, is it a million dollars in sales? Well, that could be a lot of money if you're a hot dog cart vendor on the street corner, but yeah. if you're, but if you're Ford, that's ridiculously tiny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what does success look like? We want to map out exactly what that is. So we know, are we hitting what we need to hit or not? Right. And it's not, and so the judge uses data to evaluate. So what we need is the data what so like frank's for example uh let's say you're let's say social media right we all have accounts on facebook and twitter and linkedin and whatever right so how many followers do we have right yeah. a lot of people get really wrapped up into i have five thousand followers or i have ten thousand followers or i have a hundred thousand followers or i've got 32 followers it doesn't the number doesn't matter it's a that is a vanity metric yeah. What matters more is the sales from those followers. Yeah. So I would take, you know, you ever read the book, A Thousand True Followers? 
I would take a thousand customers that are actually doing business with you than a hundred thousand people who aren't. Right. Okay. So what we want is we want the data, right? We want to know. So the things that we're doing, right? What are the numbers? What do the numbers tell us? And what is the real number versus just the fake number? Right. So we want to be very judicious about how we're deciding things. And that's what the judge does. The judge says, hey, we're going to set some goals and our goal is going to be we want to sell. I don't know. Let's just use a fake number. We want to sell ten thousand dollars a day. Right. Well, how are we going to do that? And we know that today we sold ten thousand. Great. Tomorrow we sold eight. Uh, on Friday, we sold, uh, let's say, three thousand. Right. So was this a good week or not? And what did we learn from it? So the judge helps you evaluate all this data so you can tweak and change things along the way. Remember, we're not bringing it to the situation um, that app eating an apple idea, the beginner's mind kind of a thing, right? right? We're not going to bring all that baggage with us. All that matters right now is what we're doing from now forward. That's what matters, right? Uh, And then the last perspective is that of a warrior, Okay, so the warrior is your Navy SEAL Team 6 that's going to rappel out of the helicopter and do some things. Yeah. Right. Our warriors are who? They're our staff. Right. And you're like, I'm a solopreneur. It's just me and my company. Right. But I hire people to do things for me. You know, I have a video guy. I got a web guy. I got a drip marketing person, you know. So uh, so what's a success look like for those folks? The project's on time. They have the tools they need. They have the information for me. You know, if I had employees, it would be I'm giving them a training or I make sure their computer works or whatever, they're, you know, whatever they do, the things are functioning so they can do a good job with it. And the warriors, of course, support the data the judge looks at. The, the, they're going to work on the systems that the artist is going to create. And eventually they're going to achieve the roadmap that the explorer maps out for you. So the, all four of these things are interrelated, right? Yeah. So when we if we think about pivoting from the pandemic, uh, from the pandemic, where do we want to go and what do we need to do to get there? These four uh, perspectives can help you analyze what you need to do to be able to achieve the success that you want. Amazing, man. <laughs> Amazing stuff. If I, I think if people are hearing him now, you can definitely tell that this person is a, is a true coach and a consultant or however you want to, to categorize it. I, Um, I talk all day. (laughs) (laughs) So let me give me a couple more questions before we get out of here. Yep. There are lots of business owners. um, Those with jobs as well. Like like entrepreneurs who are not prepared for something like this. And I think you've already kind of mapped it out already, but how do we go about now after we get past this um, pandemic that we're in, how do we how do we prepare ourselves for the next downfall? How how do we gird ourselves just, just, to make sure that you know we don't? Yeah. So know. there's there's a couple things you need. Okay, and uh, everybody's familiar with the idea of a toolbox, right? So we have right. a hammer and a screwdriver and a wrench, and and we always keep them in our closet, right? right. And what happens if you don't have tools <laughs> and bad. something breaks or you need it? Right. right. You're you're pretty screwed, right? Exactly. So the tools that I want you to have as a business person, okay, the number one tool that you need is a business plan, right? Mm -hmm. So many, uh, I start talking with folks all the time, uh, and the reason why they're stuck at whatever level they are is because they don't have a business plan. 
And a business plan is basically nothing more than a bullseye for who your ideal customer is. Mm -hmm. So if you can't tell me who your ideal customer is, how are you creating your marketing? How do you know that your results are what they are or whatever, right? Because ideally what we want is we want to be able to work half as hard for twice as much, right? So we want to, we want to put together our ideal customer. Yeah. And who is that? I mean, I don't know. So for, for people watching right now, here's the simple thing that you can do. Uh, So I want you to bring up the past, I don't know, three years of sales per customers, right? So customer X was this customer. Y was this customer, whatever. Right. And I want you to pull a, a, a spreadsheet on that. And I want you to do what's called an 80-20 deep dive. And here's what I'll tell you, without even meeting you, that the top 20% of your customers give you 80% of your revenue. Okay? Yeah. Have you heard about this before? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. it's absolutely true. So what we want to do is we want to be focusing right now on the top 20% of our customers because these are the people that really pay our bills and do this stuff. So yeah. are they still with us right now? Or did one or two of them go away? Yeah. Right? And so let's say they're still here, but they're, you know, like a lot of people, they're stuck in the mud with fear and they don't want to spend the money and they don't want to do what they want to do. You're going to have to grab them gently by the arm, okay, and pull them off the road because here comes a truck fixing to run them over, okay? You need to help them with empathy and get them motivated and going by doing some different things for them. And one of the things you might want to think about is how you can solve their problem, right? So if you can assist, they're your your customer. They're going to be loyal, right? If you can solve their problem for them, they're loyal to you. It doesn't matter what you do or what you charge, right? If you're just trying to sell them stuff, right, (laughs) concerned about, then you're going to have a long road here. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so the number one tool is a business plan. The number two tool is a marketing plan. If we know who our ideal customer is, we know what their problems are. We should be leading with empathy, with human to human marketing, using our face and our personalities and our kind of touch points and creating stuff that's to them so we can get them into our legion and pipe and, uh, you know, start doing some things with them, right. our funnels, right? right? And so it, this isn't about mass, boring, vanilla emails going out, right? <laughs> I'm a big yeah. believer in video. I use okay. video for a lot of things. I create videos all the time. I'll do personal videos to customers to uh, get them over onto my uh, page here, you know? And yeah. uh, I use an app called Soapbox for that. That's It's basically a Chrome extension you can just plug in. Yeah. Yep. Do a quick video and then send it to them. A lot of people use uh, 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 Bomb Bomb, I think, is another one. Yeah. But, but the idea here is that you're being human. Human to human marketing is where it's at. And it's about understanding what their problems are, which where is that? That's in your business plan, right? Yeah. And if you know their problems and you know how you can solve them, right, you need to have what I call your unfair advantage, which is you, nobody can compete with you because you've got this thing over here, right? It's just yeah. it's unique to you, right? And so that's kind of the, the three tools that you really need to kind of understand what you have to do. But more than anything, it has to be the willingness to change. Um, yeah. 
I think the people that are really uh, uh, going to come out of the pandemic farther ahead than everybody else are the people that are changing right now. They're yeah. already adapting. They're already adjusting. They're already doing stuff. The people that are not going to be a success are going to be like that bar in your neighborhood where they just thought of themselves as a bar and sorry, we got to close. Awesome. Awesome, man. I Great stuff. Uh, I have I have one last question. Uh, yeah, man. One, last, one last question, and it's kind of a for for you right now because because we kind of stuck with the with the pivot kind of kind of situation right. or pivot topic. But the question is this: People hear you, they like what you, what what you what you're saying. They like your your sure. approach, and they want to know in their individual um, businesses how they can be an authority in their space. Can you just give us an overall, overall um, tidbits on that? Just for Yeah. Now? So uh, here's how I've become an authority. You have to teach, you have to give away the recipe, right? If you hold things close to the vest and say, I'm not going to tell you unless, unless you pay me, right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to get where you need to go because nobody's going to trust you. Right. So I've been writing a blog every single Saturday since 2010 uh, I have a podcast. I have a YouTube channel. My son, Jack, who's 16, is helping me with my YouTube channel mm. because, uh, in fact, on my blog, I wrote an article that said, uh, Dad, your YouTube channel sucks. And it was just because, you know, the, the, you know, my son's telling it like it is. And it was horrible, right? He's like, Dad, your YouTube channel's awful. And I go, okay, well, what makes you the expert? He's like, I watch YouTube all the time. Here's what you need to do. So I put him in charge of my YouTube. So now he's actually my video editor. I got him using Adobe Premiere Pro and he's doing all that work for me. All I have to do is film the stuff. And he's and he posted he did a video for me today, right? Actually, with one of with me and one of my customers, right? We did a video, we shared a video together, we collaborated. Nice. So, like one of the things that I want you to think about is you need to be using video, you need to be getting out there. And more than anything, if you're trying to connect with your customers, you need to understand that you need to hunt where the deers live, right? Mm -hmm. So if you've got customers that are on LinkedIn, you need to be on LinkedIn. If you've got customers that are on Facebook, you need to be on Facebook. And if you don't know these channels, you need to get to know them. And let's and this it's not even social media. Maybe you need to do a webinar. Maybe you need to create a YouTube series, right? So uh, you just really kind of understand that, you know, this and this idea comes from the great book uh, Story Brand uh, by Donald Miller is that your customer is the hero of the story. They don't care about you, buddy. They don't. Yeah. Okay? All they care about is solving the problem that's in front of them right now. So if your marketing and your business is set up to make your hero succeed, you are going to succeed. So if you're trying to establish authority, get your heroes succeeding, and then everybody will beat a path to your door. That's perfect, man. <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, dude, I mean, you're nonstop. I love it, though. I love it. I love it. I love it. Guys, um, I hope you got a, a, a good – I hope you got a lot out of this because he gave us a lot. And, and that was just in half an hour. So just imagine if we can <laughs> just imagine what he can do for you, you know, on a, you know, on, on a real time basis of working with him. So yeah, Marshall, please tell them where they can find this book and connect with you further. So the book, I think you got my link up here. This is just the bit.ly link. 
So this takes you to the Moving Past Disaster book. It's $59. It's a PDF. Uh, I don't have it on Amazon because I don't want Amazon uh, to take all my money. So I just sell it on my website, right? Yeah. And uh, and then if you buy the book and you get stuck or need help, you know, you can email me and I'll help you, right? Uh, I'm, I'm building an online course right now for it. Uh, and that'll come out here probably by the end of the year. Um, and then, uh, but, uh, my website is Atkinson t-shirt.com. Don't let the t-shirt part fool you. Uh, mm-hmm. I can certainly help you with stuff. I've been, a, I've been coaching businesses, um, since 2010, uh, kind of on the side. And then 2018, I did, I'm, I'm doing it full time since, you know, since then. Right. And, um, uh, I help. I don't know, hundreds of businesses in real time. And then I also have uh, events that I do. And I have a new e-commerce event that's for my industry that is at the end of this month. Nice. Um, There's a lot of things going on. And I'm a very kind of, uh, uh, I'll tell you like it is, right? And if I don't know (laughs) the answer, I'll tell you, hey, I have no idea about that. You need to talk to your accountant, (laughs) right? Or whatever, right? And, uh, but I think I can help people. I teach a lot on marketing, on leadership. Um, you know, the stuff that I, I was, I'm a former COO. So I do a lot of stuff with my personal customers about cost optimization and lots of fancy terms. Right. But it's all about really getting better and, uh, and then pushing people to succeed by, um, by doing things differently. Right. Cause if you're struggling, what got you here isn't the answer. You have to, you have to change. Right. Absolutely. So, I love it. I love it. And for those who will be listening later, um, just to spell out that um, that link for you, uh, it's Atkinson, the way it sounds, dot yep. F- F-Y-I, the way that sounds, forward slash M. Mary P. Paul D. David book. So I'm not going to repeat that, but just rewind it if you want to hear that again. <laughs> All right. So incredible stuff, dude. Uh, you're you're amazing. You're amazing. Thanks. I, I'm so glad you were, you were able to get on the show, and I know that there are people who we have some past guests who who um, dipped into the pivot thing. You brought it all full circle though, and put it into like a real big, big, huge thing, which we I'm so happy for because there's so many people who are struggling, don't know where to where their business is going or where where to do what what to do with the business right now. So this is perfect. I'm going to share this everywhere so people know. And I want, before we get out of here, I want people to also go to the authorityletter.com, get on that list because we are helping you build your own authority platform just like he is, just like Marshall is. And um, oh, this is great. This is great. I, I can't wait to share this with everybody. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. I'm going to get out of here. But if you, if you have any final words, let's, let's at all, Marshall, let us know before we before we go. That'd be great. Yeah, sure. So uh, first off, thank you so much, Brian, for having me on today. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, and I will just add that you don't have to do this all at once, yeah. right? So I'm a big believer. There's a great book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he talks about trying to get 1% better every day. Yeah. And so you don't have to, you don't have to do crazy magic things. Just try <laughs> a little harder every day spend some time, budget some time and be willing to fail. Failure is where you're going to make all your successes because you're going to learn what doesn't work. And through that, you're going to have the success that you want. You know, Edison, it took 10,000 tries to Mm. invent the light bulb, 
right? So uh, how many tries are you on right now? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I can listen to you all day, bro. Okay. <laughs> you are incredible. So I hope everybody got that. Hope everybody got hope I, I know I'm inspired. Hope you were inspired by today by Marshall. And um, listen, go ahead, do what he says, build it as you go along, make the mistakes, get better, grow, and it will happen for you. Just don't give up. All right. Take care. Thank you for coming through here. Be blessed. We're out. See you Thanks. in the next episode. See ya. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.